Peace, y'all, and welcome to the very first episode of Check the Method Podcast, the podcast about the artist process. I am your host, M. Tony Peralta. My very first guest is artist, muralist, graphic designer, and all around badass Latina, Two Fly. Me and Two Fly go way back. We know each other for over 20 years, and we pretty much came up together as artists. Um, Two Fly is someone that i admire very much um she is somebody who early on looked up to uh with the work that she was doing and and you know we always just managed to have a great relationship and who else to interview uh for the first time um in this podcast than to fly Two Fly has had a really great career and has managed to be a working artist, you know, um, and that's something that I admired from her for a very long time. Since this is the very first episode, this is the very first time that I'm doing something like this. So please excuse any kind of, um, I don't know, fumbles. Um, I am not a... Uh, a broadcaster but this is something that i've been wanting to do for a very long time i i thought this concept was uh pretty cool and um couldn't wait to uh start doing it so and not to bore you more with any details let's just hear it from the artist's mouth let's delve into the two fly episode peace all right all right what's up two fly what's up tony <laughs> thanks for doing this Yes, absolutely. I'm happy to be here. You are my first official um, guest. All right. It's actually a perfect person to be my guest. <laughs> we go back such a long time. Yes. Yeah. So, kid, you know, this uh, podcast is about the artist process. So I just kind of have a few questions to ask you. And, um, you know, let's just take it from there. So at what point in your life you figured out that this is what you wanted to do? Okay, so I think that what I'm doing now, which is basically painting murals, doing illustration and graphic design work, um, painting, painting murals, like I said, but also curating events with my friends and also other women creatives, as well as exhibitions and even doing workshops with young people. There's just a lot on my plate that I love and I've been able to balance it all out. And it's because I've decided to become a full-time artist. And so this decision came about in 2012 when I moved out of New York City, actually. And I was able to go full throttle on just being a self-sufficient artist. Um, so that's the decision of like what you see in the last 10 years of my trajectory of my work. But as far as being an artist, I feel like ever since I was a kid, I wanted to always just be drawing and wherever that took me, even if it was at Central Park to do portraits, that was it. So, yeah. So it's like, that's interesting. You bring up being a kid. So it's like, what was 10 year old to fly like? And oh. like, and, and, you know, were you like drawing, painting or whatever? And it's like, how did your parents react to that? 
So actually, when you say 10 years old, I had my first solo pop up <laughs> outside on the corner of Corona Queens and Martens. I mean, actually, 102nd. And that was because I wanted to sell my Cabbage Patch and my Barbies. And I was making clay earrings out of this clay that my mom makes, her figurines. And I don't know. I just decided to take the shelf out or my mom helped me. Um, and I had a little pop-up outside. So as a kid, I felt I was always creative. And my mom was always doing piñatas or clay figures or decorating a baby shower. And art was just part of our daily life. She used to work at a store actually on Fifth Avenue called Party, Party Fair. I'm not really sure exactly the name. And she used to take me on the weekends or in the summer breaks and there was all these markers at her studio and I would paint and draw mermaids and unicorns. So, yeah, when I was a kid, I was always just painting and drawing and painting actually just with markers at that time and staying creative and doing little things like that. So the creativity, you think you got it from your mom? I feel I was born an artist mm -hmm. and that is because the more I find out information I, I've learned that my mom was super in love with this guy back in the day and he was an artist. I found old pictures of him in his art studio in Ecuador because I was born in Ecuador in Ibarra and, and my mom and them were in love. And I feel like I'm that spirit of energy that they had because he's not my dad, but he died actually in, a, in an accident and my mom has this painting that he painted for her. And I don't know what it is. I just feel like this mystical energy of love that she birthed. And now I'm just kind of living through that. It's it's gotten kind of trippy the more I go into it. Yeah. yeah. You you also have, don't you have, I think like your grandfather or something or your grandmother, like they made things right with their hands and stuff. Yeah. So I feel like I come from a, a family that has always worked with their hands. For example, I learned that my grandfather from my father's side, who I don't know, I never met. He was a sign painter. He mm -hmm. used to paint like all the signage on trucks in Ecuador. And so that's one bit of information that I learned. And then my grandfather, he's a mechanic. He's always fixed stuff in cars. My grandmother was a seamstress. She's always sewn clothes for all her kids. And I saw her growing up sewing us clothes, like me and my cousins. And then my mom, of course, she used to draw. I used to find, I found drawings that she used to do with ink when she was a teenager. And they're beautiful, like of Virgin Mary or just all these kinds of drawings. But then throughout my life, I saw her making pinatas um, and working with clay, like this cold porcelain clay. Mm -hmm. And she makes beautiful, beautiful, cute little clay things. Yeah. So going back to 2012, right? Like, what was it that pushed you to make that decision to go back to live to Ecuador? Because prior to that, you was... I mean, the way we met, you was art director at Four Kids, right? Mm -hmm. You used to uh, do um, graphic design, uh, mm -hmm. as freelance and all that stuff. And obviously building your two fly name and all that and doing mm -hmm. the murals and billboards. Like there was some, there's been so many things that, that happened <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> pre-2012. Right. Right. So it's just like, and I remember when you told me your kid, like I just paid off all my debt and I'm moving to Ecuador. So yeah. like what would, what what pushed that decision? So it was actually something that was happening in my mind years prior to that because I continued on 
after college, obviously, you go find a job, started packing boxes. Next thing you know, I'm, you know, junior designer helping rotate photos, one, 360 degrees. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then the art director is a Dominican man named Wally. He was like, hey, you know, you, you want to do a graphic, you want to be a graphic designer? And I say, yeah, that's what I studied at school. Um, so they gave me a position. And next thing I knew, in a couple of years, I was art director at the company. And that's where we met. That's mm -hmm. where I met Tony. And I think that... Um, from that point on, I just kept, you know, grinding. But you know what? I got to a point after maybe, I don't know, it must have been like 10 years in into the the industry of being a graphic designer or art directing with licensing companies uh, with different characters that I was just like, wow, I, I really just want to do my art. I'm trying to do my art on the side, but I'm tired. I'm heading home and I'm exhausted. Like, how can I be this artist that I envision or dream about? if I'm just fucking tired. Yeah. And and I just like started to think like I think it was a combination of like learning about GMOs and learning about the toxic uh, stuff in food and then like traveling to visit my grandparents in Ecuador and seeing nature and then also seeing the cost of things because also I think like when the you know, there's all these things in New York. You start to see prices go up. My rent was going up. I kept moving. There's all these, like, things that just start making you angry, actually. Yeah. And you're like, I'm fucking tired of paying my rent. I'm tired of being tired when I come home and not living out my dreams, making somebody else rich. I'm tired of, like, going to the supermarket and I don't know why all this food is toxic. And I'm tired of, like, not having time to actually see the world or... And so all these things started to line up and my mom had already moved to Ecuador at that point. And I just put two and two together and I was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to take a break. I'm going to like not convince my boyfriend at the time, but I'm just going to speak to him and see if he's interested in like taking a break from New York, putting our stuff in storage and living over there for a couple of months, even a year because yeah. my mom had a spot. Shit, man. When I did that and I learned all the shit over there. I stayed. Hmm. And it's and it's been how much how how long has it been? Okay, so I moved there officially. I started thinking about all this in 2010, my mind like I was literally in front of a computer like I'm so depressed, I'm so unhappy, this can't be life, I hate it. Mm -hmm. To like 2012 moving there and I never came back. I mean, I came back to work, but I officially put all my stuff in storage and I moved my entire life over there, but only as like a home base because I feel like I come back to New York every three or four months. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know, by coastal, I'm like by country. Yeah. I don't know what you call that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, and you know it's funny because it's like that was so inspiring to see uh, you do that. Like cool. it 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 that was it was. It, it's just and it has been. It's just like mm -hmm. I've always I always think about you and that move that you made. Mm -hmm. And and, I, you know, I don't know. It's like, like, I hope to get there at some point. Cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, cool. but I'm I'm there in the, in the sense of like, you know, I quit my job and I'm doing this full time being an artist and, and running a, a brand. But like, I love also just the idea of just like leaving somewhere. Yeah. So it's like a freedom. There's something about like New York is never going to go anywhere. You know what I mean? You could come back and nobody even noticed like yeah. for so many years, yeah. I didn't tell anyone and they were just like, Hey, what's up? It's like a New York minute here. You could not see somebody for a year and it's just, you catch back, you know, you reconnect and yeah. it's fine. It doesn't even people like a year goes by completely and you don't even notice it. 
And the other thing is that it does feel like freedom because financial freedom is a real thing. Yeah. When you can no longer have to worry about money, it's so liberating that you literally could go anywhere in the world. You could chill, like, you know, make your money for that year, for that quota or whatever, and then just do whatever you want. Yeah. And it's like, wow, I never had anyone teach me this. This wasn't the way that my parents did it or my grandparents. And now we're just recreating the way it should be. You yeah. know, I really do feel like people need to have more time to do what they want and pick up and go if they want to. Like, mm -hmm. you know, if you don't have kids in our situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> exactly. it's much harder if you have a family. Yeah. So I always wanted to know what what does in, how does inspiration show up for you? So, wow, okay, inspiration. It mm -hmm. comes in many forms. I've always been inspired by my experiences. So if I'm going through a certain situation, um, that will definitely pour into my work. And as you know, as artists, we need to find ways to express our feelings or mm -hmm. even things that we can't figure out. Because I know when I'm, when I'm, let's say, I'm feeling like I'm in love or I'm, I, that's always been my thing because I'm such a hopeless romantic. <laughs> I create so much more. But also when I'm in pain, when I'm feeling so like hurt yeah. by certain things, I also create. And when I'm not going through a certain situation, it's actually, I'm not very creative. I'm not very, uh, you know, I'll get work done for deadlines and shit yeah. like that. But deep, deep art, that's like about your reflection of what your art is, like to its pure core. You need to be going through some pain and you need to be going through some love. So you, so basically like. <laughs> it's full heart. Like it's just going to be, you know, regular stuff maybe. But obviously we all go through little situations like ups and downs. So pieces get created but an entire series like mm -hmm. the entire love war series is all about me reconnecting with my roots and finding a different side of me because yeah. we all have different sides to ourselves and this one just like opened up it was like a door yeah that that took me into different directions to mm -hmm. learn and yeah it's amazing it was a beautiful thing that's why it's such a special series do you think that being in because you're like in un campo right like mm -hmm. pretty much right yeah. you're not and you're so close to, i mean you're in like in the middle of nature and all this beauty so you do you mm -hmm. think that the silence um allowed you to to like opened up that portal for you of like because you just said when you got there you did all these illustrations yeah right do you think like that that moment of like of quietness or whatever it just opened up this portal for you like you wasn't in new york city with the noise and all of that taking mm. the subway and all and, and and what we do on a on a normal basis do you think that played a part in it it definitely played a part because before that series got created actually my work was new york it was edgy it was you know funky and cool and you know hip-hop right And then those are those drawings. But then you see my new drawings, like the attitude is kind of like chill. Like every there's nature elements in there. A lot of the poses are more centered and more like straight. Mm -hmm. This is the other thing that I noticed over time. Like when I did characters and a lot of my artwork in New York, I had a lot of swirly lines, like swirly hair, You know, a lot of just different, like, kind of almost like uh, a curve, like, like movement, movement. Yeah. But yo, 
all my other pieces ever since I I've been doing them lately actually it's all been straight I don't know what it is with the energy but it's just sent it's centered mm -hmm. it's not as flowy which is interesting I still haven't figured it out but all my work has completely changed there's the flow is there if I bring it back I just gotta tap into it yeah and you know and that happens when I get back to New York like when she just gets edgy again but when I'm in Ecuador everything's just calm like centered still and and just not a lot of movement everything is just like quiet for some reason i don't know what it is and you, you know what's interesting about that now that you say it is also like when you was here in new york you know being into hip-hop and graph like it was like a b-girl right mm -hmm. and then it's like in ecuador the, the 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 warriors just like you is you tapped into like your indigenous roots mm -hmm. right yes and it was that like was that like conscious or self-conscious no, I was definitely unconscious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like it it came from a space that I didn't even know was there. Mm -hmm. It just came out as I was drawing and I was like, wow, this is interesting. Why am I loving all these patterns, all these weavings? Why am I loving the idea of the solstice and the Inti Raimi and uh, Pachamama, like all these Andean things that I was learning from where I come from or my roots, like my blood fucking you know, legacy or some shit from ancient civilizations. Yeah. It started to get really deep. And, and then like the iconography I started to use on the illustrations and tapping into all of that. I was like, whoa, this is, this is on some other level and it's just coming out. Like I'm literally just drawing it subconsciously, um, unconsciously or whatever. Like it's just coming out from a place that I didn't, I don't know anything about, but once I put it down, I looked more into it and its meaning and how far back all these symbols go and what does this like swirly circle that I'm drawing in her earrings actually mean? Like mm -hmm. it's like time travel. It's mm. and I was like, whoa, this is deep. And then you start listening to Pink Floyd yeah. <laughs> and you're painting and I'm just like in some other state of mind. And so, yeah, that's where all that stuff's coming from. So it's interesting you bring up Pink Floyd because I'm curious to like, do you, what are your rituals when you sit down to create? Like, do you have any? Yes. Okay. Look, I'm a Virgo. Okay. <laughs> I need to have things super organized around me and I need to have things in place. Um, I remember someone being like, wow, you're such a different type of artist. Usually they're like really messy and disorganized yes. and they could create like from chaos. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I, I like that. I could do that in New York for some reason. Um, I created, but I always needed to have things neat an organ like i have to wash my dishes my bed has to be done i have room the floor like i cannot start a painting unless everything around me is in its place and it's clean yeah and only then can i just go in for hours and hours and hours until i'm super tired of painting something um so that's kind of one ritual and i have to have music that's mellow that's very low i don't even know the megahertz but it has to be some low megahertz and all the songs it could be hip-hop it could be r&b could be all kinds of music as long as it's just like this it has this megahertz i forget the number it's just like a tempo like it has to be like a slow tempo yes and and love music like i have a whole spotify list on that mm. like love music and i just or or even my my spirit playlist and it's just sounds you know like nature sound not 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 so much nature sounds but like electric I don't know. I can't like explain ambient, it. Ambient yeah, sound. ambient stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like, so basically, is what it does is like 
it puts you in this zone. Yeah. Like it's a meditative thing. Of course. Exactly. That's what I wanted to pinpoint because when artists paint, like I'm so happy that I don't have to do the yoga pose and meditate because I meditate when I paint. Yeah. And that's, you get the same effect mm. and it's nice because you're just painting actually. It's like I'm such a nerd because you're actually producing while you're meditating. <laughs> no, I mean, that that makes, you know, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, that's why there's people, you know, when you see artists that are very technical, like this is girl CJ Henry that I follow, that she's incredible. Mm -hmm. And she does hyper realistic drawings mm -hmm. and her things are huge. Mm -hmm. And her stuff is just like, it's like just there. Right. And she'll be there for hours. Yeah. And uh, you know she's like completely focused. zoned out and focused. Yeah. So it's it's very interesting. It's funny because like I'm the opposite. <laughs> like I get I distract myself so much while I'm working. I don't know what it is about okay. me. But it's you know, that that's that's like I'll have like my moments of being zoned out, uh -huh. but they're like in spurts. Like okay. I'm zoned out, I'll stop and like check You'll my phone and something drink else. something or whatever. Right. You know? Um so how do you know when you're done with a piece? Um, when I say it's done. Mm. <laughs> because I've actually, I've again, I've created a lot of illustrations, a lot of things on pencil. And I've turned them into paintings that they're literally all half done. A lot of my Warrior series, the goal is to have huge paintings of them. But because there's so much detail in them, like it's taking me forever. And all of them are literally just half have to have point being complete and so when i feel like i need to complete this like i give myself a deadline like somebody for example gives me an exhibition date yeah then i'm gonna go in there and finish them mm -hmm. but naturally it's very hard for me to finish a painting i could finish a drawing like no problem but a painting with mad detail like i cannot like it'll get done when i have a date and, and I'll finish them. So but at least the, 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 the emotion and everything that's important is there. The last bit of it is just the polishing. So if you didn't have a date, is one of those things that it will linger? Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> tough for me to... Uh, I don't know what it is unless I, I have a date. Yeah. It's, it's like that, I it's need that, this mark. Yeah, it's probably like the you you being so organized mm. that when there's no date for something for you, it's just like, well, there isn't. This doesn't yeah. need to be finished by because this time. I already created it. All the emotion already happened, all the experience, but it's only happened in my space. I haven't shared any of that with yeah. anyone, so for me, it's already done, mm -hmm. right? But it's gonna be done for the public when somebody gives me a date. Then you'll get to see it. It's done for you then. Yeah. But for me, it's done. Like I've processed, okay. I've reflected, it's been created, but it's in my studio. Yeah. And and I could be on some other series right now, but unless someone I get this date to like put it all together, yeah, then the rest of the public will see and it'll be done. Then. So if you was working on, I'm curious, if you was working on a show and there's a date, have you ever worked on multiple paintings uh, at, a, at one time? You know, I've had so many other practices that I've been doing um, from like, let's say, building and illustrations that I'm already starting to frame. I'm mm -hmm. already starting to frame them because I do want to share them. I've come to the point where I have so many sketches and I want to just have like a, a pencil show. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but you know how you said you need to do different things to mm -hmm. get. That's how I am in general. Like, oh, I want to do this workshop. Oh, I want to do this mural. Oh, I want to, you know. Yeah. I just put myself in many things that I can't 
maybe finish one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can. I definitely can meet the deadlines. It's just, it's it's a matter of like, you know what, this year, that's what I'm going to do and I'm going to do it. Yeah. So this solo exhibition is lingering in my head. At some point, I'll, I'll finalize it. But yeah. Have you always been like that? Because one of the things that I admire about you is your organization. Like, yeah, like I'm I'm one of those people I told you, like, yo, you super organized. And that's one of the things that I actually noticed when we worked back at four kids. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you just very like you make to do this. Like Yo, the shit, stuff yeah. that like I'm always <laughs> amazed by it. Because yeah, like we artists, we're just like procrastinators or whatever. And you literally like you be on on Facebook, you know, June is booked and yeah. this and that. And, and it's just like, I, I, I just find it so interesting. And it's just like, like have you just, yeah, like, have you just always been like that? Like, or, I've always been that way. Yeah. And more so now because, you know, maybe when we were growing up, we were just doing one thing or maybe another thing. But, you know, we were developing our practices or like what we intended to do. But then when you're a professional and you're like, this is my life and this is my I hate the word career. Yeah. I just think it's like, this is my life. Yeah. And this is what I'm creating. And and so I've become more of a master, let's say, in certain areas. Yeah. That now it's, it needs to be organized because it, it needs to be streamlined and, and things need to get done. And you're putting yourself out there, not just like to fly and be an artist whenever, like just airy kind mm-hmm. of like whenever. No, you're like. I, I need to do this. I need to do this, this, and this. And it all needs to be organized. And every single thing has a million little things that need to be on point. Yeah. And that's because I would like it to be on point. Yeah. So that things are super, I don't know, organized. It's just, I think it's just when you juggle a lot, you have to make a bunch of lists so you don't forget. Because I hate to be in a situation where I'm like, oh, no, I forgot this and that. Yeah. I hate that. Mm. What what um time of the day is your peak creativity day? Is there a time of the day? yes absolutely i'm the best in the morning so yeah. from like 7 a.m and then i crash at 12 like and, i'm at done noon, at noon yeah that's it that's <laughs> it for me yo you got me beat <laughs> what at noon yeah that's, that's such it. a small window and you know what's crazy at noon i start cooking because in ecuador there's no restaurants there's no fast food there's no takeout not that we order fast food but i'm saying like takeout and so i cook seven no not six days a week let's say and I prepare a meal and it takes me like two hours. Then you got to do siesta for another two hours. Then you got to do another hour on like social media. Next thing you know, it's 6 p.m. It's time to watch a movie. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I am so surprised. Like, I thought I was, it's not a bad or good thing, but some. But to me, because, you know, like I know other artists that are just be doing shit all the time. People who like don't sleep and all that. Oh, and no. I tell folks like I'm good from like 10 to 5. That's right. it. Nothing like after five o'clock. I mean, I'm hablando de nada. Like yeah. my head, like I. Boundaries. But yo, seven to t- noon. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. And five I love hours. Mornings, mornings. I'm like, but it's so I compact. Guess it's you, wake up and like everything. All my inspiration. All my all like things I want to say. Yeah. Everything's like clarity, clarity, clarity. And I'm like, know exactly what to do. And I have to call this person. I have to email this person. And like, let me put in some work on this painting. And then I'll take a break and go see the dogs. Get some sunshine. Come back in. Like my. Carlos does not bother me from 7 to 12. Yeah. After that, we have our time, lunch or whatever. But yeah, that's my, I stick to that. It's worked for me. Even when I travel, I have to try to really stick to that or else I'm no good. I'm no good after 
that's even 3 p.m. for example i'm just no good like yeah. i don't i can't think straight <laughs> i'm chilling like i don't want to work don't bother me about this or that i don't want to think so you be, so just like myself you believe in balance for yeah, sure holy like shit, work hard yes. and also just chill and Rest party is or so whatever important. i don't know why people think they need to grind 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 like yeah the only way you could grind really good and do your good job is like you need to rest the other half of the time. Yeah. You need to recharge, take a power nap, do something else and not work. Like you need to process things because that's what was happening in New York. I was getting burnt out. Yeah. Like I'm working for somebody. I have to think for them and do their jobs and make them money. Then I go home and, you know, I'm a wife or a girlfriend or something. And then I have to try to have time enough at the evening where I'm the worst mm -hmm. to produce art. That's like my soul. Yeah. That shit was not working. Yeah. I was burning out and I was unhappy and I just couldn't do it anymore. I was like, either I keep going like this for another 10 years and waste time or I just fucking do it now. Like I yeah. need to leave. Is there something, because, you know, obviously you're an illustrator, you do murals and stuff like that. Is there a... Um, an art form that you would love to tackle sometime in the future? Um, you know what I tackle that I freaking love? Construction. <laughs> really? <laughs> because um, when we moved to Ecuador, we didn't want to pay rent, even though it was like 150 bucks a month. Mm -hmm. That was really cheap. But I wanted to have my own land and I wanted to have my own house. And I wanted to see how that was possible because everybody in ecuador builds their own house yeah doesn't have to look perfect but there's freedom of you not having to go get this paper or that paper you literally like call the maestro you know how much is it to do this floor mm -hmm. or this wall or like a two-story home yeah and you freaking just do it and they just grind and do it and you pay them it was super easy so i was like man this is cool so I started to do that. I had some planos, obviously, some architect, my cousin, friend or something. And we built a house. It took us, what, a whole year to get the whole thing in? Another the first. Thing, and another thing that I admire from you is, like, I remember you designing your house. Yeah, I was literally, <laughs> I had, like, some basic plans. But yeah. I was like, no, I want the window here. And, you know, I want this door to be here because eventually I want a deck. And, like, all these. And I was like, wow, this is fucking cool. I love it. And yeah. now I know how to build a house. Like, you come to Ecuador, I know exactly from scratch how to build a a home and yeah. i i've learned so much i would change so many things obviously because i learned systems of plumbing and mm -hmm. electricity and sunlight and and you know like what what areas would need to be insulated what area you need to have a french drain because there's so much uh humidity over there like oh my god i've learned so much and i love it like that's something i want to continue to do but i don't own more land and i don't know who else wants to build yeah but that's i would love to do that that's some more amazing um what what has inspired you lately like is there something that you obsessed with um is there an artist that you just discovered or something a style that you love like what is there anything even music wise hmm, let me see i wonder what i'm moving into now because i do go through this i've noticed when i look back and i track the journey of my work because you know as a professional you start seeing like where were your highlights or how much you've grown you reevaluate because you're seeing your growth right yeah. you're really interested in this 
artist you are creating out of your mind. And and I saw that every 10 years, I see that I do something different, mm-hmm. like completely switch it up. And I'm at that mark now. Like, I'm about to switch into something else. And I don't know what it is yet. I think... Yeah, I think it's still in development, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things I'm interested in, but nothing that's pushing. I mean, traveling is something that I'm trying to develop more and like what I could do in my travels in mm-hmm. other countries and other cities, because that's definitely a thing. Like, I want to live in Mexico for a couple of months. Mm. And I don't know what experiences I'm going to have that are going to affect my work. And my work is going to completely change again. Yeah. So if I put myself in a position where I'm going to move to another country, it's not just for vacay. It's like, I want to live there. Yeah. Because I could. Like, I could just pick up and go. Why Mexico? I love Mexico. Mexico. First of all, I always vacation there. I try to once a year. And... I love the food. I love the culture. I love the colors. I love the people. I love the uh, environment. There's so many beautiful nature. There's so much history, ancient civilization mm-hmm. stuff that you could touch yeah. right there. And the weather is the only thing that keeps me from being like I could do longer terms. Yeah. But I really hate so much hot weather. Mm. Even though you're from the equator. But in Ecuador <laughs> where I live, it's actually like... Um, little sweater weather mm, because it's a back. mountain so yeah. i'm up high uh-huh. and so yeah i'm not a, i'm not into hot weather or cold weather i'm like right in the in middle between. which a lot of people do like you know Me when too. everybody's like oh i love the fall well ecuador has a fall spring year where i'm at yeah all year round nice do you think that this is your life's purpose yes for sure i actually had a zoom meet with the women in hip-hop uh mama's hip-hop kitchen like yeah. not too long ago and we tapped into this thing where la tere ha asked us you know is this coming from a, another place like how does how does it tap into your spirituality and stuff like that and and you know we were explaining how it does come from another place that we can't put into words uh whatever it is that we're doing is like we've been called to do and this is me placing myself out of like my two fly five foot two you know, or Latina, or whatever. Yeah. This is me speaking from a place that I don't know where this soul has come from. Yeah. You know, and I'm speaking, I'm on a, it's on a mission. It's in my body. It's on a mission to continue to give this energy or do these things. And I'm supposed to meet certain marks and then I'll be gone. Yeah. So like, I know this just knowing it. Like no one told me this. This is just like me coming to the, I just know it. Like, I don't even know where it comes from. Nobody told me this. Yeah. Now, if you wasn't being muralist, graffiti artist, graphic designer, event planner, <laughs> construction worker, <laughs> architect, or whatever, yeah. um, what do you think you would have been doing? Like, what what would have been something else that you might have, like, might have done um, if you wasn't, like, you know... So, you know creating as a child like was there another thing that might have you might have been interested in that could have been a possibility of you doing that now well the only thing i could think of when you asked me that question is my mom always said if we never came to new york city if we never migrated here and we stayed in ecuador she always says we would have been fine mm-hmm. because you know you always think like oh we got to go to the united states to like make money and and you know move on but she was like, no, we were going to be fine in Ecuador. I was going to make piñatas. Yeah. And 
and you would have just grown up here. Yeah. But then I think, wow, I wouldn't have had diversity. I've never would have been Two Fly. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Because Two Fly is made up of like all these different experiences and diversity of culture and 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 just being in another, you know, civilization here that's mixed of different energies. And I think in Ecuador, I would have just been this Ecuadorian girl, probably continue to do um, some kind of work being organized. Yeah. Or, but maybe it would have been kind of just a little boring. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I dig that I'm from Ecuador. I think that Ecuador is a peaceful place for many people to live and raise their kids. But there's not much arts culture on and popping over there. Yeah. And, and like, they just can't seem to get to that next level. Mm. And there are some artists that, because they've traveled, they've been able to get to that next level. But that just shows you, like, you need to have experiences with other cultures yeah. for you to think outside the box. Mm. Because people are just a little too boxed in over there. Like, it's not, it's too um, rigid. Like, they're too conforming or too uh, respectful. Too, like, the culture just comes from a space or an energy that is reserved. Yeah. And in New York, growing up here as an Ecuadorian, like we're not like that, or Dominican or Puerto Rican, like we're like, we're open. Yeah. So we have more style, more have more like diversity, more like attitude, and you're not gonna find it in Ecuador. You just, I've, yeah. you're not gonna find it. So I have two more questions for you. Um, one is just like a piece of advice that you would give to a um, somebody who's like. You know, there's so many times that somebody there, I'm sure you a million times somebody asks you, you know, like, what do I need to do to be an artist or whatever? Like, you know, that person who wants to like live the life of a of an artist, but like they, they think they don't know what, what to do or where to start. So like what would be like with all this experience that you have in all these years, obviously you've learned so many things. So it's just like what's one or two things that you could leave us with? Um you know, as as an uh, advice to a future artist? Well, it does take hard work. You do have to put in your time. So if that means that you need to have a practice that you do continuously and steady and you stick to it, you will master that particular art form or technique or avenue. And it'll put you in a position where you feel confident to rep that, right? But then, of course you can't just be a robot because you know it does take discipline to be certain things so it feels a little bit more more restricted like you have to meet certain deadlines and be some you know certain places and meet certain people like you know just to get to this particular space where you want to be respected as a professional because you're on point with shit and then the other thing is like you need to just be that artist where you have different experiences and you're exposed to this and that. Like maybe you're into politics or maybe you're into nature things or maybe you're into youthful things. Like whatever it is that is your calling or family, like put that into the mix. And then it's como una sopa. You just like get it together and then you distribute it. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like you can't just have it be one way and it's stale. Like it has no heart. People are going to feel that and see that. There's so much art sometimes that just no tiene no tiene soul. Yeah, you so know, there's no heart and soul in it, it's and very and you could tell. Like I don't even know. I mean, these artists are doing technique. They're doing what you you learn to do on YouTube. You know, so much graffiti that has come after many of the pioneers or like the the second generation that 
evolved from that. I think that when it got to the third and fourth part that we're on, it's just copy and paste again. Mm. Just like do what they did, learn the technique and then do it. Now, if you love and you're passionate about it and you go beyond, you're going to come out with some new shit and mm -hmm. that's going to have heart and soul. Yeah. But everything else looks like the same regular. It's just people pumping out the same style, mm -hmm. pumping out the same ideas. It's just different, you know, stencils or different fucking bubble letters. But this it is, it's, ya no tiene corazón. Like, yeah. you might find a few here and there because you could tell. But I don't know. It's just a lot of it is oversaturated and i don't know what i think with art now you have to you know i used to dig through the crates and look yeah. for like that gem yeah i were in that now like holy shit you have to look for gems because there's just too much yeah facts yeah um and my last question because you said you know two fly wouldn't have existed if the if you guys stayed in ecuador but what came to mind was What was your name before Two Fly? <laughs> <laughs> what like what was some of the names that you were playing with? It's funny because I still have a sketch. Um, when I didn't know what graffiti culture was or what the you know we have certain paths or certain um rites of passage as a graffiti yeah. writer, turn into like uh you know then you go into bombing and then you like start doing pieces and then wild styles and then like productions like there's a whole kind of like you know steps that you take to be now they teach it of course to yeah. young people now they know how to do it but um before i knew that i had names like uh graffiti queen let's say mm. you know and then if you think about it being like 15 years old you don't want to call yourself a graffiti no. queen you haven't done shit nah, you, you have no points <laughs> you have no like no history like yeah. what's wrong with you so i had to change that real fast yeah but i still have the sketches and they're really cool uh -huh. and then the other one was sherry i don't know why sherry because i was like is it cherry or is it sherry what but s it's like c-h-e-r-r-y i don't know where how it came about But then I was like, nah, scratch that. But I still have the sketches. Yeah. And then Two Fly actually came from me writing Too True, Too Cute, Too Cool, Too Fly. It must have been like when, you know, when you're a teenager and you're listening to hip hop, you're yeah. like, I'm going to start rapping. Yeah. You know, <laughs> or like copying songs just to learn how to MC. And I must have been doing that in my notes. Like, yeah, that, that, that style. But then my cousin, who was getting into graffiti, had his black books. And he was like, nah, dude, you, you have too much shit going on here. Nobody's, you're gonna, the cops are going to catch you if you're writing all those graffiti words on the wall. Yeah. You need to just stick to one, and it should be two fly. Mm. And then I really credit that to my cousin, Chili, who lives okay. in Queens. Yeah, yeah, shout out and to I've Chili. always yeah, credited him for that because he's really the one that picked two fly out of these words and that's what i stuck to all these years since 1992 awesome well kid thank you so much thank you so much Tony. yeah this was really great yes thank you it was awesome all right right